You are now entering the Bronx. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I am your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Nice. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. What's going on? I'm working on, uh, I got an audition later. Right. That's going to be fun. Right. Uh, We're going to have to have a girlfriend. I know. Have you been doing any real world um, method? I had girlfriends back in the day. Research about that? You have? Yeah. Yeah, I had girlfriends Made out with many a woman. Well done. Made out with. But you're a gold star gay. I've never vaginaed. Okay. <laughs> well done. I had one one girlfriend uh, ask me why I didn't want to touch her boobs, and I was like, I'm a gentleman. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I saw I that. I respected her. That was uh, in the movie Lady Bird. Do you remember this? That Did happened in Lady that? Bird, yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't want to have sex because I respect you. Yeah. And my husband and I were like, yeah, he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh, well, congratulations on still being gay, and good luck on the audition. Yeah, yeah, should be fun. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. This, this is gonna be a good topic, people. You've got something going on, right? So it's, you're. I don't know what this it's is. It's intense. But... It's okay. an intense one. Oh, it's like gonna intense. be a bumpy ride. Oh, exciting! Ooh, speaking of bumpy rides. Mm-hmm. We have results from one of our polls. Oh, okay. Oh, I... Uh, that's something we've been learning about Jason T. Gaffney is he cannot get enough polls. I know. I have to turn my phone back on. Oh. I... You turned it off. I did. That's fine, because I'll, I'll, well, I'll talk about my thing then. You talk about your thing. Yeah, sure. So everybody, you're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. When you're on the bright side, what we're going to do is talk about some tragedy of human history, and but we're going to find the good in it. Because uh, there's so much bad news in the world. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all the time. It's in my raccoon wounds. It's in your head. Yes. I'm sorry. Raccoon wounds? That's from Family Guy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, But we don't do that. Well, we kind of do that. We wallow in some terrible, tragic event for a while. (laughs) Laugh at it. Laugh at each other. Laugh at you, most of all. And then we find what the good is in the situation. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do uh, when we when Jason gets his phone turned the fuck on. It's on. Oh, good. <clears throat> but before we get there to what the what the meat of the thing is going to be... Wait, we have a poll? We have we results have a of a poll? So I asked people if they were uh, Team Betty Davis or Team Joan Crawford. Sure, from our last episode. And with a, a resounding two-thirds uh, win, yeah. Betty Davis is the winner. Yeah. Although there were some people who made a compelling argument for Joan Crawford in the fear category... And well, being afraid of wire hangers. Well, if you would rather be, would you rather be feared or uh, liked? Liked. Oh, well, then you're definitely Team Betty. Yeah. I'm going to go with Joan Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really afraid right now. Well, I, and I like that. <laughs> so there we go. Jason Gaffney does, you know, all the social media aspect of the thing because I don't understand the tweetings. And I love polls. Right, and he just can't get enough polls. <laughs> <laughs> like, we try to put as many polls in him as we can, and he just is like, more. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Anyway. Get to the bright spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what 
talk about the bright spot now. Okay. Put the gun down. Uh, Fear me. I do, Joan. Okay. <laughs> Actually, this bright spot, you're going to love this. So every week, not only do we talk about some awful tragedy as the main portion of the show, but we also visit the bright spot Yay. every week, which is something that we can talk about this week and find some good in. Uh, now, this week's uh, bright spot is just all for you. All for me? It's all for you, Jason. Okay. Okay. It, it's also old. It's okay. not anything that's happening this week. It's nine years old. Great. Okay. I love nine years old good news. All right. But it <laughs> just had this really lovely write-up in the uh, New York Times this week. So did they I misspell things like I do? No, because they're the New York Times. <laughs> oh. They're not you. Oh. They have editors. <laughs> I have a word correct or whatever it's called. <laughs> you can't even name the thing. <laughs> tool. Spell check. Lord. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, okay, here is the uh, byline. The headline is Kale, not Jail. So, Planting Justice is a nonprofit organization okay. that runs nurseries. I love that. Uh-huh. I'm in, the, in now. Uh-huh. I'm in. in the Bay Area. And okay. they uh, have uh, trees and they have uh, herb gardens and they have all the things. I love an herb Here's garden. the thing. They sell their products in order to pay for running the business, but also for their main mission, which is hiring former inmates. And so... I love that. Half, over half of the staff of 30 have served time in prison. So the people, they, their main mission is to hire uh, ex-cons to work there, and they give them family-sustaining wage, along with health benefits, and a month of paid leave annually. That... Is awesome, and that's and that's a job that is that is would be their first job out of prison, but they are actively looking to hire. Like they want to expand the business so that they can hire more people, and and they plant more than kale. Oh, of course, they okay, have good. like sixty different kinds of pomegranates. Look, it's just a headline. Okay, I just they kale don't just and I fight. <laughs> what, what is your problem with kale? It's just nasty. It's so healthy for you. I, yeah, I. Have... It's a superfood, Jason. I like other superfoods, like acai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't know. Ake is how I, I pronounce it. I like it. pomegranates. Yeah, yeah. They have that and figs and all sorts. Of, they have fig you know, trees and they have like arbors and all the things. And they have these people who, who you know, have trouble finding work. work. Right. And they're their active population that they're looking to hire. And that's great. And that's... a month of paid leave annually. Everyone should have a month of paid leave. I want to tell you that I have, well, sure. But I have alerted the police that I was talking about this today so that you don't go on a killing spree simply to get in there. <laughs> you know, because I, I know that that, like... I have my own garden. I know, but farming and getting a month off every year... is a good thing. It is a good thing, yeah. and you want it bad. I do, but I don't want to go to jail. No. All right. Well, good. I'll, I'll tell Unless them to stand like down. Unless it's, role play. <laughs> but officer... I promise I was naughty. <laughs> I'm not even engaging in this. <laughs> watch this, train watch this happen. <laughs> I want to see what you do when you role play alone. <laughs> I plead guilty. Objection on being sexy. <laughs> You're doing all the parts. <laughs> Anyway, I just think that that's a wonderful thing. I sent it's a it wonderful to you nine inches hard labor. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so anyway, that's the bright spot. There's a nice thing that's happening in my area. <laughs> 
Thank you, uh, Caleb Gardner people. Uh, they say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your thing? My thing is arguably <laughs> one of the most important civil protests of our time. I love it. So let, we're going to get into, uh, so you're on the bright side, and now we're going to get into the thing that we need to find the bright side of, yeah. right? Okay, let's dig into this tragedy. This, uh, this was a movement against one of the most heinous acts uh, actions taken against the people of the United States of America uh-huh. easily. Uh-huh. You can make this into a movie to honor the people who uh, took up the civil injustice. You can. Uh, who righted the wrong. And you're right. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about New Coke. No. <laughs> I remember New Coke. <laughs> because I'm old. <laughs> Before we dive uh, deep into New Coke, though, let's look at the history I of Coke. Dive into New Coke? <laughs> Why'd you have to use that phrase? Sploosh. We're talking about the new Coke tragedy, huh? Yep, I love it. In 1886, Coca-Cola went on the market for the first time, and the drink featured cocaine as one of its key ingredients. Sure, this I know. Uh, In 1903, Coke removed cocaine from its formula. Oh. I know. That's sad. In 1916, they invented their classic glass bottle look. Okay. In 1923, they apparently invented what we know as a six-pack. Coke invented the six-pack. Yeah. Okay. They were like, listen, six. What? Stay with me, six. I know we've been doing them in twos but and what fours. They want one. They take one of the six. What? But they have the other five. Look, you want a Coke today, right? Yes. You might also want a Coke tomorrow. Well, yeah, but then I'll just go down to the market. No, 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 you don't have to. Oh, what? We'll put it in this ice box. What's that? There's a whole box full of ice. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> this world is moving too darn fast. <laughs> Who can keep up with it? I'm moving out to the woods to be one with nature. <laughs> so uh, the next big invention would be in 1983 when they introduced... From 1923 to 1983? Yeah, you know, a little bit of time. Innovate, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Where they introduced Diet Coke onto the scene oh, to yeah. help keep baby boomers, who I guess wanted to keep their figures sure. and still enjoy the nasty taste of Coke... I'm sorry. Uh, ...hooked onto their products. The delicious taste of Coke? Diet Coke is nasty. Okay, first of all, no, it isn't. It's. Oh. I can already know. I already know what our next fucking poll is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because Diet Coke is awesome. Diet Coke is heinous. It's delicious compared to the original. Diet Coke. No, listen to me. Listen to me okay. and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a nice cold Diet Coke from a fountain over ice. Beat that. Anything else? Okay. <laughs> Come it's delicious. From the trash. I don't know what it is, but my mom always had Diet Coke, so okay. Diet Coke tastes like, you know, nostalgia to me. Well, if you started with, well, we're going to get there. If you started with Diet Coke, mm-hmm. then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I never started with the diet stuff. Oh. So to me, it tastes weird. Okay. It's the, well, to me, now, Coke tastes like just sugar. Like, I'm just... But that's that's why. Which yeah. I know it is. Yeah. But it's just like, that's, I can't. It's just way too sweet. So I like sweet stuff. So you're only a diet guy. Uh, with sodas, I usually am, and it's for the taste. Oh. So there, so take that. Wow. Mm-hmm. You are a special man. Thank you. <laughs> so, when speaking of special men, <laughs> we come to a very special year. Okay. 1985. Yay. I oh, was born. God, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, my being born in 1985 really has nothing to do with this episode. Uh. But I wanted to remind everyone how special 1985 was. <laughs> <laughs> I was six, and already learning how to say, fuck you. (laughs) So, the other big thing in 1985, though, was that Coke decided to change its recipe. Right. 
on April 23rd. Yeah, because they were like, something about this year makes it all shitty. We need to really, uh, we need to really improve this year because it's really bad now. Anyway, on April 23rd, 1985, New Coke was unleashed upon America. <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> uh, now, I should note that it was never actually called New Coke officially. Oh. It was uh, called that, though, because they slapped new on the bottles and cans, and it made it look like it was called New Coke. Oh, I see. But it was really just to change the formula, so Coke was just Coke with a thing that said new. A whole new formula. Yeah. Oh. So it was never intended to be a different product. It was to replacing replace Coke. Coke. Why would they do that? Um, so, what was the problem that they were solving? So, we're going to get there. Oh, fu- okay. It's going to be it's going to be good. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, you might be asking why Coke hey, wanted why to change its recipe. Why did, change wanna, <laughs> why did Coke want to change its recipe after 90 years or so? Of the, I just asked that. <laughs> You're an asshole. We'll get there. I asked a question. You're like, we'll get there. So, you may be asking yourself this question. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry to derail your essay. <laughs> I spent hours on this essay. You do, I know, I'm sorry. I, take, I'm I sorry. spent tens of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> After World War II, Coke commanded the market with a whopping 60% of sales. Sure. It was in- it's Coke. Oh, yeah, it's Coke. Yeah. Well, they had hooked most people with cocaine early on. In Texas, where I was growing up, you get a Coke. And then people are like, what kind? You know, like, <laughs> and you're like a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to have a Coke. Okay, what do you want? A Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no but, sense. No, it doesn't. It makes total sense. It's but, like Kleenex. It's like ubiquitous. It's like a Q-tip. It's like a Kleenex. I don't it's say I want a Kleenex and then have someone ask me which kind of Kleenex. No. It's, a, it's just a box of Kleenex. But it never is. It's always, you know, tissues of, of whatever. Uh, but it's a all I'm okay. saying is it's a ubiquitous brand name. It, it's it's a brand name that means all the the types of things that that could be. That's one more thing about Texas that's very curious. Wow. Uh, so yes, Queen. Uh, in 1983, <laughs> it was uh, now they only had 24 to 23 percent. We're market so off soda. track. So wait, wait. So okay. So from World War II to to 1983, they lost like 40 percent of the market share. Yeah. Got it. And oh, the main reason, mm-hmm. Pepsi. Joan fucking Crawford again. I know. Okay. You crafty bitch. Yeah. You better work. I'm team Joan again. She took like 40% <laughs> of the market share. She's great. Pepsi was now out selling Coke in supermarkets. What? Yeah. What upside down world are we living in? The only reason that Pepsi wasn't winning the entire war was the fact that Coke had bought pouring rights for stadiums, restaurants, and vending machines. Right. Younger people were now favoring Pepsi much more to Coke. Okay. And many people were switching to other sodas or non-soda drinks. Mm-hmm. Like me. I don't drink soda anymore. Well, you were also zero years old. So you were drinking parasitically. Words. Yeah. Living <laughs> off, off of my mother's. Mother. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in her belly. You're like, that's very organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than kale. <laughs> uh, in 1980, Roberto Guazetta became the CEO of Coca-Cola. Well done, Roberto. Yeah. All right. He is famous for saying to his employees that the company would have no, quote, sacred cows in their products, including the formula for their drinks. Okay. So he Not so like, good job, Roberto. Yeah. There's probably a reason we don't. He's not in, in the pantheon of American, <laughs> like, corporate leaders. CEO leader. Yeah. Goizetta became friends with a man named Harold Burson, who was a PR man. Okay. Goizetta hired, more or less, Burson to come help him learn how to be a CEO. What? Yeah. How did he get this job? He worked, he was up high up at Coke, and 
got. And then okay, but he was like never had never been a CEO before. Well, that's interesting. Well, someone's got to be the first CEO. Like CEOs die off. You got to get new people. Well, sure. First timers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think that major companies like hire first time CEOs anymore. Well, but eventually all the CEOs die off, and then there's no for, there's no. No, all I'm saying <laughs> is that people start CEO, being CEO at a smaller company. So these giant big companies would only hire uh, I see people who about. had CEO experience at other companies, is what I'm saying. This was the 80s. It was a wild time, man. It is a wild time. They're like, like everyone's like everywhere. ripped on coke. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I got a wild idea. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take the mailman, and we're going to make him the CEO. He's got some crazy ideas, yeah. man. Check this out. There's a woman about to have a baby. We're going to make that baby CEO. The baby's me. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Was that just a way to to mention that you were almost born in 1986? I was born in 1985. <laughs> so, Burson's here. And, Burson, uh, right, the PR man. I guess Pepsi found out about this and mm-hmm. tried to hire Burson's company for $125,000 a month. Mm. And Goiseta decided to hire the firm for $150,000 a month to keep him. Wow. They were like, fuck you, Pepsi. This is great. Mm-mm. He's like the Michael Cohen of 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, as we know that by the end of 1984, Coke was in trouble. Because mm-hmm. younger people wanted Pepsi. Weird. Goizetta called Burson to his office, and when Burson showed up, he saw three boards on his normally clear and clean desk. Okay. One of the boards was a blue line representing Pepsi and a red one for Coca-Cola. The red one was going south, and the blue one was going north. Okay. According to the chart, in 1990, they would converge, and then Pepsi would be the number one brand. We don't want that. So it's like... Thank you for the visual... (laughs) You're orally describing a visual aid from the 80s. I like it. So... The big problem was that Pepsi was doing blind taste tests, and they would have people taste Pepsi and Coke, Mm -hmm. and the numbers were not in Coke's favor. It was 53 to 47. Mm -hmm. Pepsi called it the, quote, Pepsi Challenge. I remember the Pepsi Challenge. Yep. I do. Did you take it? I don't think so. At least not, you know, officially, not at a booth or anything. Okay. So something that should be noted is that people will almost always favor the sweeter taste. Pepsi had more sugar in it than Coke. Okay. Which explains why they kept winning the taste test. Okay. Coke thought that the best option was to make a new formula with even more sugar in it. Wow. So, Goizetta would say that, quote, this is the most serious thing that Coke has ever done. Whoa. So, he apparently set up a committee with five Coke officers, whatever that means. Okay. Along with Burson to figure out what Coke should do. God, this is the 80s, too, so it's really confusing where the line between Coke and Coke actually is. I'm a Coke officer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I test your Coke for you to make sure it's good enough. <laughs> yep, it's pretty pure. Uh, Goizetta would ask Burson, quote, what is my Achilles heel? Mm-hmm. Burson would respond with the idea that if the data was wrong, that would be the Achilles heel. Okay. He suggested that Coke do another round of taste tests, despite the fact that Coke had already done about 100,000. 100,000 taste tests. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Go back for round two. Right. So Coke would spend around $1 million to do another set, and found the results to be the same. 50, oh! <laughs> 53 to 47%. Okay. In addition to that, I guess they had another round of Coke taste tests where they had people taste regular Coke, Pepsi, and New Coke. Mm. And New Coke won the taste test resoundingly. Really? Because it had more sugar. It okay. was sweeter. And people choose the sweet option when they're blind taste testing. Sure. 
They also did focus groups where about 10 to 12% of each group apparently felt offended and attacked by the idea that Coke would change its formula and they said they would stop buying it. What? They took it personally. Trigger warning. I know. I'm like, the original snowflakes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You're changing Coke? Yeah. Well, no, it's. You're it's, changing Coke? It's, it's just gonna be. Wait, you're changing Coke? It's just gonna be. No, it's gonna Coke. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Don't change my coke. <laughs> You're supposed to be a professional. I'm sorry. You're supposed to be a professional. <laughs> the face Kevin is making is the best face. Don't change my coke. I've ever seen in my Who's life. Who's Kevin? I had a videotape recording that. So that (laughs) focus group went well. Uh, They noticed that some other people in the focus group's opinions would be swayed uh, to being upset by the change due to peer pressure. Sure. So basically they're seeing people being upset too. (laughs) (laughs) I love that people got so personally attacked by this yeah totally thing. well this, this is really interesting to me too because actually yeah. new coke is like a better formula say. people like it, is, it more yeah. but they don't want change right. more than they like what the change is exactly well some of them were surveys and in the surveys people really favored new coke there was okay. very little unrest okay and they decided to pay more attention to the surveys rather than the focus groups because that's what they did. Okay. They thought they were going to lose some people, but they were like, we're going to gain over Pepsi drinkers, we're going to win back people who left, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. They didn't really care about the pouty people, Mm -hmm. you know. So... My Coke! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The new formula would save the company roughly $50 million a year due to savings on ingredients. Well, my God. Yeah. Let's do it. So, like, that's a big thing as well. I take this with a grain of salt because this quote was given by Pepsi chemists, so it could be slander. Oh. Uh, they're also quoted saying, quote, Coke turned its back on the very thing that made it great. Cocaine. Yeah, they yeah. did that in 1903. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Goizetta went over to, to the former CEO, Robert W. Woodruff's house, mm-hmm. because... Robert was dying mm-hmm. to make sure to get his blessing for the change. Okay. Robert was the original CEO and, and uh, the man who made Coke the success it was after World War II. I see. Uh, Robert gave his consent. Okay. Good Good luck. Yeah? That's how it went. Oh. He died. Oh. That was him dying. Oh, I thought you were like reenacting the plague or something. No, no. It was It was a very dramatic scene. It was, it was Woodruff saying to Coisetta, right? Yeah. The company's yours now. It's time to fly. Don't leave me. No. Do what you think is right. Don't. But master, I need you to stay. Oh, he said, let's do it, boys. (laughs) So they decided the best course of action was to pull the trigger and change the formula to Coke. Oh, that's how they killed killed Woodruff. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, do I have your blessing? Yes. Yeah, pull the plug. Uh, Goizetta decided that the new Coke must go public and loud with its change. Oh, dear. So, 
quote, new Coke or no Coke. Wow. Yeah, he was like, my way or the highway, bitches. Yeah. Uh, he also insisted that the all the containers add the word new to it to show off that it was new. Okay. That being said, most of the first line of new Coke were distributed in the old bottles and cans. They just had different colored lids because they had so many bottles that they didn't want to waste. Sure. So, like, reduce, reuse, recycle. Good yeah, on okay. them that they didn't just throw them away. They didn't say new? The first ones? The first ones. They just had, like, a different color on top. Oh, interesting. So, when they went live with it on April 23rd, 1985, which was a good year, they held a press conference. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kill you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you were born in 1985, but you don't know yet when you die. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be young forever? That's not what my psychic said. (laughs) It didn't go as well as they'd hoped, the press conference, mm-hmm. because Pepsi apparently fed the reporter reporters questions that would harm Coke, because Pepsi didn't want to lose all the gains that they made. Sure. In the soda This market. is the soda wars, for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that line in the Billy Joel song. Well, in fact, Pepsi actually prepared for the big release day by buying a full-page ad in the New York Times saying it had won the long-time, quote, cola wars. There you go. Yeah. Rock and roller They cola declared wars. themselves the winners. They George Bush themselves. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So they spent the time over the weekend while Coke executives were preparing for the release, talking to reporters and sowing thoughts of doubt into the public and the reporters, which is why mm. they were so tough in the press conference. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like... They were like, go for that gold. That's awesome. So, I really respect Pepsi here. The uh, director of Pepsi in North America, Roger Enrico, even he even said, quote, by today's action, Coke has admitted that it's not the real thing. Ooh, burn. Taking he, your slogan and using it against yeah, you. And then he gave all their employees the day off as a celebration of the fact what, that Pepsi? they won the war. Pepsi yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so the CEO at the press release... The Coke CEO defended his actions and called the new flavor, quote, more harmonious and said that they were totally allowed to change the formula because it wasn't something that couldn't be changed. It wasn't like, I could do it because I can. Okay, but... I could do it. It's my formula, right? But don't you think that maybe we should think about it? There's a different formula, too. It's not like it's a formula that's written in stone. It's written on a piece of paper. Right, but have you heard of the phrase, if it's not broke, don't fix it? Have you heard of an eraser? Faces are on point today. (laughs) (laughs) It's really useful in a podcast. I know. (laughs) Okay, so he talked about how in 1935, they actually tweaked the formula to make it kosher, halal, and vegetarian. Right, sure. And all I can think about is, what the fuck were they putting in Coke originally that made it not vegetarian? Well, when they took the cocaine out of it, they had to put something in it that everyone would love, so obviously bacon. Oh, God. Bacon, 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 bacon! Are you the Beggins Trips dog yeah. right now? <laughs> coke, 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 coke! No, you're anyone in 1985. Patty Lapone. <laughs> Give me coke! That's awesome. <laughs> he also claimed that this was, quote, one of the easiest decisions we've ever made. He opted not to talk about the millions that he spent on the taste tests, etc. It mm-hmm. was not an easy decision. I love that he's like, this is so easy, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the easiest. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's almost as if he was trying to sell his image or something. Yeah, like, Coke is... We, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Woodruff. Uh, he said it was cool. I killed him. It was, Wait, it was easy. What? You killed him? No, no, he died. Uh, <laughs> uh, one reporter asked if Diet Coke would change to reflect New Coke if New Coke was a success. And his response was, quote, no. And I didn't assume that it, this is a success. It is a success. It's the first day. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's it's like, it's not. a success. It's not. <laughs> it, uh, if I say it, it's true. Yeah. I'm also God. Man, he was on a lot of coke. Okay. Yeah. It was also a bit weird that coke had been running a campaign basically all this time via spokesman Bill Cosby. Oh, dear. That coke was less sweet to Pepsi and that made it better. Oh. So, like, they changed their whole image. They flipped everything. Despite all this, though... Their stocks rose when the uh, conference was done. Mm-hmm. It, uh, around 80% of Americans were aware of the change within seven days. I wish more Americans were aware of, like, other things. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish 80% of Americans were aware of how, you know, government works. No, but you change Coke and everyone in the fucking world knows yeah. it right away. So, at first, it was pretty much a success. They had some great photo ops for new Coke with handing out free Cokes to construction workers in New York City who were renovating the Statue of Liberty. And, okay. in, and also in Washington, D.C. Okay. Before long, McDonald's had the new Coke in their machines, and sales were up 8% from the prior year during that quarter. It's, doing, it's going well. Yeah, it's actually it going... It is a success. Yeah. Wow. In fact, around three-fourths of people who tried new Coke said they would buy it again, and sales were holding at the levels of old Coke. Uh-huh. But not in the Southeast. Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> that was where Coke was originally produced and bottled. Yeah, in Georgia, wasn't it? Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Mm -hmm. yeah. So most of the southern drinkers of this non-healthy beverage became enraged at how it was being changed. Fuck you, you Yankees, making your decisions in your ivory towers. (laughs) I want my Coke. They basically actually viewed Coke as part of their heritage and viewed the change as another loss to the Yankees as if they were still fighting the Civil War. Well... They should give it up. Yeah, they should. Mm -hmm. And they're Confederate statues. (laughs) Uh, The company before this change used to receive about 400 calls a day to their hotline, Mm 1-800-GET-COKE. 350 of them were Patty Lapone. (laughs) (laughs) The first one's like, hey, I want my Coke. Mrs. Lapone, if you're calling for cocaine again, please, please, you have a dealer. It's not us. What? But no, this is, Please, it, it says in my phone, it, this Lupone, is Coke. Look, I could not respect your work Coke. anymore, but... Thank you. But I'm I, a Tony winner. I understand. Yeah, and, and, I need and, my Coke. Very well deserved. But, yeah. uh, but this is Coca-Cola, okay. not cocaine. You really should stop calling. I still don't understand the difference. <sighs> I'm crying for you. <laughs> <laughs> we support you! <laughs> uh, after they changed it... It jumped to about more than 1,500 calls a day. Oh, dear. They also received letters, including one for the CEO that said, quote, Chief Dodo, the Coca-Cola company. Wow. And another one to him that wanted his signature because he was, quote, one of the dumbest executives in American business history. And uh, they wanted it to have it as a keepsake to sell it for a fortune later. I would not do it in that case. I know. I guess the CEO uh, mean uh, was like mad that that got to his desk. He's like, you should have just thrown it away. Yeah. I'm like, but it was a draft to the chief dodo. Uh, we assumed that was you. Yeah. <laughs> who else is chief and who else is the dodo? A dodo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you just sign this real quick right here? Wait, are you looking for my signature? I'm an asshole. (laughs) Um, The company even hired a psychiatrist to listen in on the phone calls to figure out why people were so upset. And the doctor said that it sounded like they were talking about a dead relative. Jeez. Like, so when you were, like, doing a thing that made me laugh hysterically about, like, why did you go? Yeah. That was not far off. Wow. They were literally that distraught. Coke's been there for me. All my life. My mom died and my dad died, but you know who's always been there? Go! <laughs> Don't change it! <laughs> You're a dodo. 
The South, however, were not the only people that were mad about this. Okay. Bob Green, who wrote for the Chicago Tribune, wrote multiple articles on how the new taste was awful and wow. made fun of them for changing it. Wow. He even condemned the executives for changing it. <gasps> I just love that he wrote multiple articles. It's like, really, there's nothing else for the Ch- Chicago Tribune to be writing about except the change of Coke. No, it was 1985. It's not like there was a worldwide health epidemic or something going on. Or the on. Cold War going on mm-hmm. or anything. No. What health epidemic was going on? Oh, I'm sorry. You're too young. Oh, AIDS? Sorry, yes. <laughs> I was thinking, like, the pandemic of flu and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, fucking millennial. I, I know about AIDS. Sure. Yeah. Spread the word, not the virus. Wow. Johnny Carson and David Letterman made fun of it. Letterman is quoted as saying, quote, Cokes decided to make their formula sweeter. They're going to mix it with Pepsi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Time Magazine food critic Mimi Sheraton uh, is quoted as saying, quote, New Coke seems to retain the essential character of the original version. It tastes a little like classic Coca-Cola that has been diluted by melting ice. She also said it was sweeter and lighter. That's insane. Those are two completely opposing ideas. She, I, first of all, I don't understand why fucking Time Magazine's food critic is doing an op-ed on Coke. Well, because it's, you know, a, the, it's the major food, like, issue going on in the day. So I have no problem with that. Uh, but how can you say something is both sweeter and, like, more down yeah. at the same fucking time? Well, she's got a very complex palate. Mm. And she's a moron. She's, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, New Coke was booed at a game at the Houston Astrodome. What, did it come out as a mascot or something? Was there a giant <laughs> Coke can out there? <laughs> what do you mean it was booed? Why was it on the field? It came up on the scoreboard. Oh. And everyone went, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that a bunch of people just were like, we hate Coke, so let's just go to the game and boo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The real knife in the back to Goizetta was that Fidel Castro mocked the new Coke. Oh, no. And didn't like it. He said he was Cuban, wasn't he? Yeah. His own father basically said that he agreed with Fidel Castro for the first and only time because he hated new Coke, too. (laughs) (laughs) My God, that's horrible. That's like the least supportive father I've ever heard of. He's like, he's like, he's like, son. You fucked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, how is how are they even getting Coke over there? I don't fucking what know. What about the embargo? Well, they make Coke elsewhere. Yeah. They true. make Coke in Mexico. They made Coke in Europe. So true. it could have come from one of those places. True. <sighs> so Pepsi during this time also jumped on the bandwagon because it's like, why not kick people while they're down? Right? Well, sure. Pepsi's getting like, like savage. And yeah. I like it. Uh, they actually uh, put out an ad... That said, quote, now I know why Coke did it. Did what? They changed the recipe. Why? Well, they Coke changed the recipe because they weren't as good as Pepsi. Oh. Oh, okay. So it's like an abstract ad. Sure, all right. Like, now I know why Coke did it. They're that would have taken me some time to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> if I was looking at that ad. Now I know why Coke did it. It would be like in a focus group. Like, yeah, you, you get it. Did what? What'd they do? They changed the recipe. Yeah, why? Because it... Wasn't as oh, good now as I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's a good ad? Uh, now I do. Okay, good. Yeah. But I just don't like change. Uh, okay. Why do you have to do new ads all the time? <laughs> but because it's... Why don't you do the old ads again? But the old ads aren't going to be relevant to I don't like to changing anymore. But, but it's not... Don't change it. Well, but it's, look, it's shiny. Mm. 
like the old one. Oh, okay, but you put down your survey that you like this. Mm, I just wanted the free Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> so they tried to win over uh, Coke drinkers who wanted the original back, mm-hmm. right? But those people opted for neither new Coke nor Pepsi. Coffee. Yeah. They're We're like, drinking coffee now. <laughs> but you hate coffee. Yeah, but I just put a lot... Of, I put my own sugar in it now. Yeah. Okay, well that's... Okay, you put a whole bag of sugar in one I cup. I get to choose how much sugar is my point. You yeah. don't do it for me. Okay, that's... Uh, keep your laws off my sugar. That's right. <laughs> keep your laws off my palate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. the things have been on my palate. Mm-hmm. So, New Coke was also the downfall of Bill Cosby as their uh, spokesperson. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, it was doing so poorly, New mm-hmm. Coke, and he was so in favor of the old Coke in prior commercials that people didn't like him in them. Okay. Uh, he actually stepped down himself because he claimed that people didn't believe him anymore since he flipped on Coke. Right. And, uh, I mean, you'd almost feel bad for the guy, but then you remember he's a rapist. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't start feeling bad for Bill Cosby nope. because he lost his spokesman job. He, he always had Jello. Don't, don't forget. And rape. The two stalwart staples of American diet. <laughs> so there were protests around the country, mostly mm-hmm. the South, and boycotts of this brand. And uh, even people emptying the bottles into the streets as a form of protest. That's a fucking stupid form of protest. You, you have to buy the bottle. I know. It's like when people Just buy jerseys buy to burn them. Yeah. When they get mad. You're like, okay, you know. So now they're... Just just burn the 20. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. In one protest in Atlanta, the main headquarters of Coke, people carried signs that said, quote, we want the real thing, and quote, our children will never know refreshment. Oh, my Lord, just jump off a bridge. Jesus Christ, it's a soda. <laughs> right. No one killed your children. So, a man Lord. in... Lord. <laughs> a man in... San Good Lord. <laughs> get over yourselves. <laughs> I will never know refreshment. <laughs> Good God. Just go get some fucking lemonade. Ugh. Okay, so then a man in San Antonio, Texas, went to one of the bottle distributors. I guess that's who they went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bought $1,000 worth of Coke. And filled his basement with it. Okay. Uh, like the Coke bottles. Okay. Not like cocaine. Oh, 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 just the bottles. Yeah. Okay. No, no, but like the original Coke before they ran out. Oh, 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 I see. Okay. To, because it's like, we're, we're like out of Coke. And I'm stockpile. It's end days. Sure. The uh, people were apparently getting depressed by this. And uh, we're talking about how they didn't realize how important in their lives it was until it was gone. Okay. Lord on high. It's some Coke. But remember at the beginning when you got really angry and were like, I'm nostalgic for Coke, Diet Coke. That's true. Yeah. Oh, don't take my Diet Coke. Wait, they don't take the Diet Coke, do they? They're taking it right now. <gasps> I have to go. <laughs> I, I have to use my last thousand dollars for something. Real quick. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... People actually wrote songs to pay homage to the old taste. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then came the grassroots campaigns. Oh, my Lord. Songs? Uh, yep. About old Coke? Yep. <laughs> old Coke, you were my only friend. <laughs> and now that you're gone, I can see the end of my life with no refreshment. <laughs> New Coke. I don't know what to do about you. I'm working on the last line. It's it's really good. It's yeah. really yeah. I feel like that's gonna move them. It's, They're gonna bring back old Coke. It's kind of a dirge. It's a sad song. Yeah. Oh, it okay. Tells the story of my depression. Oh yeah. You look really depressed. Mm. You're giving me emo. 
What's that? Oh, that's right. You're from Texas. <laughs> so, CBS newsman Bob Simon was quoted in 1985 hmm, saying, quote, it was the people against the corporation, only in America. Wow. Koch said it was committed, so were the people. In California, they collected signatures. In Seattle, they set up a hotline. Wow. One All guy, right, action, like, from the people, yes. Get it changed. One guy named Gay Mullins formed a group called, quote, Old Cola Drinkers of America. Old Gay. <laughs> That's how he became known. They call me Old Gay. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm Because old my and name I'm is gay. gay and I like Old Coke. Why? <laughs> 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 they called me Old Gay, too. Because I'm old and gay. <laughs> <laughs> the group's sole focus was dedicated to bringing back Old Coke. Okay. He was a retired man in Seattle, and this was his new life's mission. Oh, God. No grandkids then? Yep. He got somewhere between 60,000 and 100,000 people to join his cause. His idea uh, was that, at the very least, to have Coke sell them the original formula so they could make it themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, that's going to happen. Right. They eventually filed a class action lawsuit against Coca-Cola. This was dismissed by a what? judge who apparently said that the judge stated that he preferred Pepsi. Also, it's stupid. Like, no, you can't just have your old Coke back if, like, they're not making it anymore. It's a I product. Know. You have to buy it or not buy it. I know. Fuck you. Said uh, the judge. This is a direct quote from the judge. Yeah. Also, Pepsi's better. <laughs> 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 that judge was curmudgeonly. Yeah. First, <laughs> fuck yourself. Yeah. Second, get me a Pepsi. <laughs> I'm dismissing this lawsuit, and I think you're all idiots. <laughs> so Mullins also appear, uh, apparently took two taste tests, and in one of them he couldn't tell the difference between new Coke and old Coke, and in the other he chose new Coke as the favorite drink. Yeah, that's because it's not about the taste, really. right? It's not about that. And uh, but he still wanted that old cola, damn it. Goddamn right he did. Yeah. They can take our lives, but they can't take our old Coke. Haven't you heard about the 62nd Amendment? The what'sn't? The 62nd. <laughs> it's for old cola. <laughs> They're coming for our old cola. The right to Coca-Cola shall not be infringed <laughs> upon us. It's a plain, clear reading of the Constitution. <laughs> it's a constitutional... Right. Man. The old Coke. Uh, if this wasn't enough for Coca-Cola to be dealing with, mm -hmm. uh, the distributors in other countries were now worried about new Coke. They didn't want to have the same uproar in their backyards, too. Mm -hmm. In fact, people in the USA were buying Coke from other countries because old Coke was still was gone in the United States, but it was mm -hmm. still being made elsewhere. Okay. So they're like, fuck new Coke, I'm buying old Coke. Wow. Yeah. People in the company were now afraid to say that they liked New Coke. They were now nervous. Oh, my uh, God. Because family members started fighting with them and saying hurtful things to them as if it was their fault. Good Lord. Yeah. Just hate to see this kind of strife that rips families apart. I know. A quote from Coca-Cola's website about the incident, quote, okay. People seem to hold any Coca-Cola employee from security officers at our headquarters building to their neighbors who worked for Coke personally responsible for the change. <sighs> I'm disappointed in people. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Phil from HR. Mm-hmm. Fuck Phil. <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> uh, high ups in the company were now taking, uh, now talking about bringing back the old flavor. Mm-hmm. This was in May. Mm-hmm. It launched in April. Really? Yep. That, it happened that fast? Yep. 
Nice. Carlton Curtis, Coke's mm-hmm. director of corporate communications, figured out that the public wasn't mad about the new taste. They were mad they had removed the old one from the market. Yeah. There were executives who overheard people talking about how they liked new Coke but would never let Coca-Cola know it. Wow. Uh, because it mattered that it was replaced and they were mad. The final straw for Coke was when the bottling companies got involved. There were some that had been suing the company for something to do with syrup prices, mm-hmm. but then they added in the fact that now they were having trouble selling it because Coke used to be, quote, the real thing and uh, would never change, but now it was changed. So it's some other thing. That's not the real the thing. Fake thing. Yeah. It's the some other thing. It's a lion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, they were... can't sell it. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's not real. Well, it's, it's it's not a thing. But you know it's Coke. There's a real thing, and then there's things that don't exist, and those are not real things. And this is not real, and I can't sell it because it doesn't exist. But but it says Coke on it, so it's real. <clears throat> yeah, but it used to be the real thing. Well, it's still the real and thing. And now you changed it. It's a better real thing. It's not real, though. It's more harmonious. You can't sell it. But you can sell it. Also, the syrup's too expensive, and we're suing your ass. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to all of this, the bottlers were also receiving shit from people about the changes. Uh-huh, like, people sure. blaming them, too. The bottlers? Yeah. Okay. Emotional damage from friends and family uh, were apparently too... They, who, they were all too fucking stupid to realize how the world works. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're, like, attacking <laughs> the bottlers. <laughs> I mean, the bottlers have no say in it. Well, true, yeah. Just just, like, we put, just put it in bottles, okay? Yeah. We just get it, and we put it in bottles, I'm and we sell it. I'm just saying, you attacked me and your father. Get no, out of this no, house. Look, I only get the thing. Get and out of this it. house. Oh. I'll get my shotgun. <laughs> Charlie, get the shotgun. Yes, Ma. Uh, so... Now that the bottlers were considering boycotting themselves, Coke changed their tune to might bring back old Coke to when. Ah. Uh, Burson, the PR guy who was helping Coke uh, with PR, is quoted saying, We have to be very apologetic. We have to beg for forgiveness. We have to be humble. Here's how I would summarize it. We gotta eat shit. Also known as New Coke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On July 11th, 1985, which happens to be six months before my birth. Fuck you. Peter Jennings from ABC News would come on the air with a special bulletin interrupting General Hospital about uh, the good news that original Coke was coming back. Oh my god, they interrupted General Hospital? For this a special was news Peter bulletin. Jennings came on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the most 80s phrase I've ever heard. Peter Jennings interrupted General <laughs> Hospital to let us know new Coke was going away. Uh, U.S. Senator... <laughs> that was when we reached peak 80s. I know. Right then. <laughs> you would the think middle that... of 1985, which makes sense. You'd think that would have been rock bottom, but... <laughs> no, that was, no that, was, that was the apex of 80s. <laughs> and everyone took a communal hit of cocaine and moved on. U.S. Senator uh, David Pryor on the floor of the U.S. Senate said that this was, quote, a meaningful moment in U.S. history. Good Lord. Yep. On August 11th, 1985, a mere five months before my birth. What kind of (laughs) fucked up countdown is this? Nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) It's it's just cool that it's like literally to the day. December 11th. I'm... 1985. I'm, I'm... I'm... Dredging up some caring about this, and it's nothing is coming. Yeah, okay, Diane from Chorus Line. Good one. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Every theater kid got it. I think I got the name right. I think it's Diane. Maybe it's Deanne. <laughs> Lady who sings I Felt Nothing. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Original Coke would return to the shelves. Thank God. It would be called Coca-Cola Classic, so people oh, knew it was the original flavor. Sure. Gay Mullins would receive the first case of Coca-Cola, 
And in the photo, he looks super triumphant. Sure. He is quoted saying, well, I think we've won. I think the Coca-Cola company, if in fact they start producing the old cola, we've won. If they produce it, you're holding it in your goddamn hand, old gay. really weird. I don't know. He's retired. All right. Basically, Coca-Cola Classic was brought back after only 77 to 78 days. Okay. So Uh, two and a half weird months. yeah. Yeah. So even though Pepsi tried to seize this opportunity, they actually saw worse sales that year. Well, yeah, because Coke was getting all the attention, I guess. Okay. Pepsi uh, was selling worse than New Coke, Classic Coke, and Cherry Coke, which had come out at the same time and was actually very popular. Yeah, because it's delicious. Yeah, Cherry Coke is delicious. I know. It's terrible We we haven't even talked about Cherry Coke, but we should. It came out in 1985 as well. Let's talk about... Let's talk. Let's never say 1985 to me again. No, and also at least three more times it's going to get said. And also, <laughs> what they should not have made was the was the Diet Coke with the lime flavor in it. I don't even know what that is. That's a problem. Okay. In 1992, mm-hmm. New Coke would become Coke Two. Uh, and 2002, they removed Coke Two from the line. Okay. They discontinued it. Yeah, sure. In fact, New Coke became such a legendary thing that in the business world, if you have a super failing product, it is called pulling a New Coke. Wow. Well, that makes sense, because it was a huge failure right away. Yeah. Even though technically it was a success. The numbers were, it was success. Yeah. It was selling well. Like, it it really was selling, like, the numbers. Yeah, but they were only selling well so people could pour them out. (laughs) 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 People weren't drinking it. They were were buying them as a protest. What do they care? Which is fine, actually, yeah. Uh, In fact, uh, to this day, it's taught in business schools around the nation as a warning of what not to do. Sure. So what... Is the bright side. Hey, we made it through. Yeah. All right. Put your cans of new Coke down and listen to what the bright side of this is. I think this is this has been lovely. Okay. So uh, the bright side is people can still learn from this lesson in business school. Uh, well, what are they going to learn? They learn how to don't make... change a classic thing. Yeah. Don't don't ruin a too brand. Fast. Yeah. Like like don't don't ruin a brand with like no warning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and if if you hear if you're trying to change it and you hear people are freaking out maybe think about it. Right, and also you should listen to your focus group. You should listen to that 10%. Well, it's crazy because like those those people are like the, the ones that the you got to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're the ones that, that make all the noise yep. and uh, they're the smallest minority but they make all the noise, the squeaky wheels. Uh, the other thing is that the people got what they wanted and it showed that even though it was for a fucking mundane thing such as Coke, <laughs> they, uh, when people stand together... I'm sorry, you didn't just call Coke mundane, right? Uh... As far as like civil issues, yeah. it's a pretty <laughs> mundane issue, right? But they did take the power of and, the people, yeah. yeah. And, that, and kudos to them. And that's and, and that's the thing is that if even though most of them couldn't tell the difference of the flavor, mm-hmm. and it was really just an anger of it being removed from the shelves, they still wanted a thing, yeah. and Organized and got that thing done. And it was you know it was their childhood nostalgia, mm-hmm. and that is powerful. And, and it, people do well, need it's absolutely powerful because that's what Coke's like selling point is. Right, is like this has always been this way. So right. like that's an insane mistake to to make. Well, and, and and the other thing is that like I think this shows that change actually is a good thing, but it's how you implement it. And so it's a warning for people. Like, people can learn from this how to do change the right way. Right. And not, like, rattle cages. It's and... funny. I wonder if, like, it would have been totally different if they just changed it and not told anybody. You know what I mean? I wonder. Uh, there may have been a few people who figured it out because they do have good taste. Yeah. Or whatever. But, like, yeah, if they just changed it. 
I just wonder. I mean, I think that that's probably what corporate America has taken from from this lesson don't right now. Just don't tell people that you're going to change your brand. <laughs> the uh, the final bright side mm-hmm. is that in 1985 I was born. Yeah, I agree. That's the last good thing that happened in your life. <laughs> I got married. <laughs> oh no! It's a, oh man, you—that's a bright side. You were born. Well, for me, it was. You just couldn't let it go. <laughs> uh, I was so happy. One day you're gonna. One day, right now, 1985 seems like a good year to be born. But one day, that's gonna be a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, it feels like a hell of a yeah, long right? time ago. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I am copying Obama with my gray sides of my hair. You're getting very distinguished. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, thank you. Yeah. This is crazy. I, I had heard of New Coke. You know, I knew it was kind of a debacle, but that's all I really knew. This was, I mean, I just, and I view it as a tragedy because it was like for many people, it was a tragedy. It was like losing a relative. Yeah. Yeah. But then... Well, also, it was like all those people got their family member back. I know. Yeah. So they got their dead relative to come back to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I the only so. casualty of this was that Woodruff guy, who, they, who <laughs> <laughs> was that a shot in the face. <laughs> so it's only one uh, casualty of this. I just like the idea of, like, the people hoarding Cokes in their basement. Mm-hmm. They're still there. <laughs> well, apparently, like, people, once they found out the news, started, like, throwing big parties and, like, having people drink their Coke and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like... It just... And here's the thing. Like, there, there are products out there that I I love mm-hmm. and I would be sad if they discontinued. Yeah. But I would move on. Yeah. You know, and, it, like, Matt loves the same cereal. He gets the same cereal all, all the time. Mm-hmm. And... If he would be really sad if they discontinued it, but he would find another cereal. Yeah, he would. This is this is a this is a kind of double edged sword. I feel like this kind of thing because you have that nostalgia driving these things, right? Uh, like makes people band together to save this thing that they want, but it also leads to like reboots that we don't really need. You know, it's like the 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 need for nostalgia, and especially the internet has really driven that nostalgia because you can you can constantly put in the face like this thing remember this remember this right. things only 90s kids will get you know da, da, da. there's now it's like the Saved by the Bell comes back and the Roseanne comes back and Saved the, well, by the Bell is coming back? well there's a store they have they've opened the restaurant on Santa Monica Boulevard what? the freaking you know the, the cafe that they all hang out at they, they there is one now it's in real life see that that to me, I'm okay with because yeah, at no, least it's not fun. the show again. Yeah, I know. It's all I'm saying is that it's like it, it, it's it's just dangerous. It can be dangerous, right? Well, I mean, think about Twinkies. When Twinkies got discontinued, people lost their yeah, fucking not mind. Not my Twinkies. Yeah, but they hadn't been buying them. That for same years. lady was like, "Not the Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take Twinkies. <laughs> They're filled with cream. <laughs> I love the cream." <laughs> The cream has always been there for me. <laughs> she has had a hard life. First new Coke and now this? <laughs> what will I do with my Wednesday afternoons? Uh, can you imagine like that was her Wednesday afternoon? One can of regular Coke and a Twinkie. That's right. It took her all afternoon to do all that. And that's that. how she s- sustained herself, yes. <laughs> this was her cheat day. It was important. Have you had a fried a Twinkie, a deep fried Twinkie? No. It's delicious. I'm sure it is. It's oh, wait. I think I have. Yes. Like a carnival kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Delicious. And a deep fried Snicker bar. Fry anything in deeply, and I'm happy. Okay. Mm. Deep fry this rock. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have been more specific. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did be happy. <laughs> I am happy. I'm happy to be doing this with you. Me too. And I hope you've been happy today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Bright Side. Do uh, you have any products that are weird and obscure that you want to add us with to feel nostalgic about? Yeah, tell us about your nostalgic stuff that's been taken away from you and that we can mount a movement and get it back. And we'll probably be doing a poll about I'm are sure you we will. pro-Pepsi, pro-Coke, pro-none <laughs> of those sodas. I'm saying I think we should bring new Coke back. I'm starting that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because now is about the time that we can start getting nostalgic for fucking New Coke. <laughs> so, <laughs> and have a reboot of that. So they're just going to call you Gay Guy. Yeah, I'll be... Gay a, well, no, I'm going to go ahead with Old Gay again. Oh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to I'm I'm reboot that, too. The nickname Old Gay. Or would you be New Gay? Would no, you... no, I will take Old Gay. Old That's gay. fine. <laughs> I don't want to be presumptuous. They call him Old Gay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a western. (laughs) I fucking love western. I'm old gay. Uh, Perhaps you heard of me. Yes! (laughs) You you were the horse? (laughs) (laughs) The horse that ripped its clothes off. Uh, Come on, old gay. Well, thanks for joining us for the bright side. (laughs) Ride the stallion. Jason's just gonna keep talking. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. But I'm gonna say goodbye. Bye bye. Yeehaw! Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.